Hello, Martyrs. Um, today, uh, we're going to go into a sermon that I'm going to call God's Infinite Love. The reason why I'm bringing this one up is because I hear so many people talk about an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, um, the Old Testament God being so vengeful and full of wrath and hatred. Now, it is true that the Old Testament had more hostility than the New Testament when Jesus came with the gospel. But that doesn't mean that Yahweh or Jehovah or Elohim, um, whatever you want to call God, um, was full of wrath and, and hatred. He wasn't. If we go back into Exodus, you know, he gave people, he gave the Egyptians many chances to let the Jewish people go. Many chances, you know. He sent Moses and said, all right, you know, let your people, uh, let my people go and this won't happen to you. No? Okay. This Then here's the plague. Oh, no. This doesn't happen. Here's the plague. Nope. This doesn't happen. Here's the plague. And that doesn't mean he's full of wrath. It means he's protecting his people. And, um, you know, in, in Psalms uh, 111, verse 6, it says, He hath shewed his people the power of his works that he may giveth the heritage of the heathen, meaning other nations. What he has meant to say in that context is that he would want other nations and ever in you know other nations to grasp on to um you know his word. You know he wants God to spread his works through all nations. Um, even the ones that were against his rule, you know, it's one thing to be marveled in the Lord, to love the Lord, um, with the, all your heart, mind, and spirit, but it's also something to fear the Lord. And we need to embrace that he's our father and he is the one without exception will draw out his belt and willingly have to punish his children when those times arise. And what I mean by that is that, in this day and age, it's hard to explain it, because um, the, in this time, In this time of day, there's the parents aren't as strict as when I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid, they weren't as strict as when my parents were kids. And when my parents were kids, they weren't as strict as when their parents were kids. So when my grandparents, they weren't as strict, you know. And it goes down the line. As time went down, 
the parents got less strict, you know. And that's not the same for everybody, but the point being is that God is eternal. So his strictness is never, you know, without reason. You know, so, yeah, you know, he, God has a line, and his line is where he draws it. So, the more and more we stray from God's line, it means that's the further away that we're drawing from his um his ruling so what i mean by that is if your parents say i want you home by 10 o'clock and you're coming home at 11 and they ground you for a week you know you know when i was a kid if you came home at you know five minutes late instead of being grounded for a week you get a belt you know and when my parents, you know, instead of getting a belt, they would get something worse, you know. And going down the line, you know, it would get worse and worse and worse, you know. So we don't know where God's line is. But God does have his sense of forgiveness and that is why Jesus came too, to shed his blood for the sins of the world. Now that said, we're not supposed to continuously sin. So, in um, Psalms 112 verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord, bless the man that feareth the Lord, that de delighteth greatly in his commandments. So what that means is if you are happy with God's rules and you are following his rules happily, then you're fearing the punishment, but you are happy by following his rules. You're not going to have to worry. And his commandments aren't hard to follow, you know? Honor thy mother and father. That's a common thing. Don't put any gods before your god, you know. That is simple, you know, because there is no other gods, you know. And then do not kill, murder, commit a, commit adultery, you know. I mean, stuff like that, that's common sense. Um, and... When Yahweh, God, has set his commandments for us to follow from those days forward, he sent the Lord Jesus, his son. And Jesus never took away the Old Testament commandments. Actually, in Mark 7.10, for Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, who curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Um, now, I won't lie, 
I have gotten into fights with my parents before. God forgive me. You know, I have gotten into fights with my um, my father quite a few times. Um, you know, uh, gracefully, um, my uh, biological father, um, he wasn't around. And my father now that I have now, he adopted me when I was young. And he's been there for me, you know, thankfully, you know, he was a great guy and he still is, but we don't see eye to eye on everything. And so that has led us to have arguments. However, still to this day, I love both my parents, you know, my mom, she's a saint. She's amazing. My dad he has his issues but he is amazing he has supported his family working at a job he hates and you know he still does everything he can so now a lot of people are probably asking so why does the old testament god destroy all these nations bring down the walls in jericho and joshua destroy the assyrians and second kings the egyptians and exodus and so on well that's a very interesting question well let's see if you all have kids um and they're getting beat up consistently in school or they're getting you see some person beating the crap out of your kid or whipping them you know in some sort of field or anything like that what are you gonna do you're just gonna sit there and just let them take it um let's say that you gave your son a house you paid for it, you did everything you could for, you know, to do everything for it. You gave your kid a plot of land, you guys built a house on there, it was like a little farm, and then all of a sudden, some guy goes over there, and all of a he, you know, your son invites him to live there to help pay rent, and the next thing you know, he's making your son go out, gather the crops, cook dinner, pay for everything, and if your son doesn't do what he says, he starts beating up your kid. Well, obviously, you're going to be upset. So, basically, in this context, what's happening is in Joshua, you know, the walls of Jericho, you know, they needed to bring them down. Um, to destroy the Assyrians in 2 Kings, they, um, they had to do that, you know, because Assyri the Assyrians were, you know, the enemy of the Jewish territory. The Egyptians in Exodus were having the J Jewish people in bondage. They were literally using them as slaves so to make matters clear the jewish people the israelites um, are god's chosen people 
those are his children and he will protect them and it was you know the the gentiles or heathens the people who disobey god and all the sinners who wanted to have domination over them and wanted the material material and monetary goods that worshiped idols and other gods that is what god was punishing so you know um let's say uh Let's say you, um, you're God, for example, you know, and, uh, and this is just hypothetical, so don't take it in the wrong context, but let's say you're the father, you know, you're looking down on everybody, you know, and you're like, okay, you're seeing all these people and all of a sudden you see waves of people just beating the crap out of your kids, you know, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do here? You know, am I just going to let it happen? No, you know, you're going to do something. And, but the, the thing is, is this is where God's infinite love comes into play. And in the book of Jonah, God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh in a Syrian city and have them repent for their sins. He didn't want to convert them, but repent. And this shows that God has compassion even for the Gentiles and heathens, the ones that would attack and imprison and enslave his own people. It's the perfect example because he's sending Jonah, one of the prophets that would always preach the destruction of God's enemies, or the Jewish enemies in general. And God chose him for good reason. Jonah was always full of it. Like he did not want to. He even told God, no, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm running away. And he ran away from God. And God's like, um, Jonah, how can you run away from me? I'm everywhere. Like, I'm all around you. You know, I'm the air you breathe. I am the wind you feel. I am Everything you, I'm here, you know? And Jonah's just like, was pointless. All right, I'll do it. You know, so he does it, and he's like on a boat, and he's like, well, yeah, the storm, it's my fault, you know? And they're thrown, they're like, okay, throw them overboard, and then a giant whale eats them. And then he's like, okay, God, I uh, made a mistake here. So God uh, makes the whale spit him up on shore, and he goes to Nineveh and says, okay, you guys need to repent, you know. And, you know, they start repenting. They didn't convert, but they repented. And... Um, The reason why it's such a big thing for Jonah is because he did always want his um, his enemies to be destroyed. Is it goes all the way into the New Testament in the book of Matthew five forty four when Jesus said, "But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." 
Jonah hated his enemies and wanted them all to die. And Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And God is the one who is telling Jonah to have the enemies repent for their sins. That is the perfect contrast for you to understand that God and Jesus are one and the same. Because God has infinite love and infinite compassion, even for the people that are against his own. And this has come to me uh, endlessly by some people. That is why the Old Testament God and the New Testament Jesus is the same God, yet completely different. It's not that they're different. You have to grasp that you're looking at the Old, you're looking at God in the Old Testament. You know, the God in the Old Testament is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. And Jesus is, you know, like right there. You know, he's one place, one time. He's, but he's using his divine abilities to perform miracles and be perfect without sin, to lead an example for everybody to um, follow him. In the perfect way. So he's basically being Yahweh in human form. So. The reason why it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Is because the Trinity. When you look at it. You have God. Being everywhere. And you're looking at it in so many different ways. You're like okay God is like doesn't make sense because God's here, there, there, there. And a lot of these um, stories or these timelines interlap with each other. Well, they interlap with each other for different timelines because he is everywhere. And that is why they interlap with each other. There's actually certain prophets that preach in the same timeline. But... The reason why I'm explaining this is that when Jesus came, Jesus was there. So when you have God and you have him bring prophets to explain things, and the prophets are explaining things the best they can, but they can't show it exactly then you're like, God's like, okay, well, you have people like Jonah, which is running away from me because he doesn't like what I'm trying to tell him to do. I'm going to have to do this myself. So God's like, all right, let's find somebody worthy of it. Oh, there's a girl named Mary. She's a virgin. I find favor in her. So uh, Gabriel... Can you go tell her that I'm going to put my spirit in her stomach? And there she gets pregnant. She gives birth to basically God. but And that's where Isaiah came with the Emmanuel prophecy. Another big thing about this is when Jesus was born in John 4. Jesus... Um, when Jesus... Jesus wasn't born in John 4, but 
when Jesus was born and everything, and as he got older, in John 4, Jesus came across a Samaritan woman. And she started asking her from a well to have a drink of water. And as they get into a little discussion, it seems that he, they get into a little edgy. She gets a little, you know, kind of edgy with Jesus. And he talks about how his water, um, that she'll never be thirsty again. She's like, oh, well, then give me this water. So I'd never have to drink from this well ever again, you know. And uh, soon Jesus talks to this woman uh, about this woman's life as if he's known her her whole entire life, how she's had five husbands and everything. And then he confesses to her that he is the Messiah. The big takeaway about this is that she's a Samaritan woman. And the Samaritans, back in the day, were one of the Jewish people's biggest enemy. The Samaritans, they used to, you know, go in back and forth to uh, Israel all the time and, you know, attack them. Same with the Assyrians and the Babylonians and all this other stuff. So it comes down to, you know, this amazing part where you need to understand that God has always wanted everybody, the whole world, to follow him, you know, and understand that he loves us all. He's always had an infinite love. The Old Testament being an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, that was mainly for, like, the judges, the exalted ones, to protect his people. So, when it comes down to all of this, what you all need to understand is that God does love you. And he loves everybody. It doesn't make it matter whether you are pagan, Wiccan, if you're atheist or anything. If you ever are that and you're confused, or if you're listening to this right now and you're just starting to learn about God and you're starting to learn about Jesus and you're starting to embrace the fact that it's real, then please, you know, if you have questions or concerns, email me. Anything. MinisterMartyr at gmail.com um, We got a band. You can download that uh, band application. And um, you go down to Martyr Fellowship on band you can join the community right now it's just me <laughs> but um i'm hoping it'll grow i just started it like yesterday so you know i'm hoping that'll grow and we also have a twitter 
So if you're interested in joining the Twitter, um, the Twitter is at Martyr Minister. Um, it's the same icon as, you know, this, and you can feel free to follow that. And if you are ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can go into Episodes and find the Sinner's Prayer, recite that, and you'll be entered into the Book of Life. Other than that, um, if you have any questions or concerns, like I said, email me. If there's anything you want me to bring up, if there's anything else I can do, let me know. And I hope you guys all have a great day.